Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds. I'm your host, Sean Chris. Riding shotgun as always. Brat, brat. It's Joel Thomas in the house. You know how we do it. And it's about to get loose again this week. We're about to get on that music tip. And you know how Sean and I feel about that. It's going to be wild. Um, guess we got this week is going to be just blazing. We got Chaz of the Dead with us. What's up, man? Hell yeah, guys. Glad to be on the show. Glad to get weird about some uh, musical yeah. subjects. <laughs> yeah, we love to get a little bit weird on everything. And now it's like perfect. Like I was saying uh, before we started recording that we both do music. So we are really in tune to what is going on. But before we get into that, can you just like break down a little bit of who you are and what you do so people can kind of go look into your stuff? Um, yeah, so I'm a paranormal researcher, author, uh, adventure. I travel around all over the world investigating weird stuff from UFOs to ghosts to cryptids to conspiracies. I just love weird shit. Um, and I write about it. You can find all my stuff at chazofthedead.com um, and all of the social medias at chazofthedead. Um, yeah, I've got a new book out too just now about the Betts case. It's a UFO, ghost, weird home story. Um, so go check out all that shit. Uh, yeah, glad to be here. Glad to get into some some crazy stuff that I actually don't get to typically yeah. talk about. This was uh, uh, we were saying before you hit record that this was a uh, an interesting request. I'm I'm excited to get into the subject. And I really love your name, man, Chaz of the Dead. I like like it just flows good, and especially like with what the other stuff you do, you know, like it just goes perfect. The name is just fits perfect. Oh yeah, I'm a big uh, Shaun of the Dead fan. <laughs> oh, nice. So it, it was it was the laziest option, and you know no one had like taken the handle yet. So <laughs> hey, you got in <laughs> early. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started like um, you know going down these rabbit holes like of music, what 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 really got you kind of like uh, uh, like kind of really like whoa what's going on here like when you because. To brief everybody, like, and I'll have this in the show notes uh, of your article, you talk about <laughs> chaos, magic, and SoundCloud rappers. And I found it interesting because, you know, like, you talk about X, you talk about 69, and you talk about little Uzi Vert, who who are kind of really the pillars of the SoundCloud rapper era. And what really got you to, like, oh, man, these guys are all, you know, a little bit uh, uh, satanic-ish. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was it was one of those things where my my experience in the paranormal has um, always kind of been uh, tied with with psychedelics and that kind of stuff. And then you know anyone who uses psychedelics knows music's you know right there. It's it's a similar experience to you know what I do as well, storytelling. It's just a, in a different form. Um, it, you know, I, I have no rhythm. If I did, I'd love to, uh, <laughs> I, I'd love to be a musician, um, because it is, it's a great, you know, way to, to tell a story. Um, and so, you know, growing up here in South Florida, um, it's, you're exposed to a lot of different, uh, varieties of music. I actually live in Gainesville now, so North Florida, but, um, we got Tom Petty, but then you also got Kodak Black, <laughs> yeah. a, a diverse mix <laughs> yeah. of, of local, 
local sounds. And, you know, I went to a public school, played a lot of sports at the YMCA growing up and stuff. And so I was exposed to a lot of different music. And it, it always, you know, had this, this error of, you know, you know, magical essence, you know, it's always kind of been, uh, hand in hand, even when you think to shamanic traditions, right? You got the drum beats, you know, the, the basis of what is hip hop today is that, that drum and bass, which is, you know, again, traditional in South and Af South America, Africa, um, Eurasia and these traditional cultures. Um, and so this actually kind of started just as a this kind of research rabbit hole for the the chaos magic in SoundCloud kind of started out as really more of a thought experiment because you know um, a, a good friend of mine he uh, one of my closest friends growing up he was a classic metalhead um, he loved your '80s hair metal he loved the death metal he loved all of it he's heavy into the metal. Um, and of course, everyone knows the satanic implications to metal music, right? The, they're right in your face. It's on the cover of the albums, you know. They're they're throwing goat blood <laughs> at the fucking concerts. It's it's very much that symbolism's embraced. Um, and that was always my favorite part of metal music. You know, I I got the long headbanging hair and everything, but I've I've never been that much of a metalhead. I I love all kinds of music, but it, it never really was my particular vein. But I loved the satanic imagery. I loved all of the you know blood and guts and and all that shit. Um, <clears throat> and then this new generation of rap kind of started picking up on the internet where that those themes and stuff started to blend in and really it embraced those ideas um higher occult ideas it was beyond just the shock value of satan 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 but more of the ideas of well here's how you manipulate manipulate subconscious and get people to pay attention to your work um and you know some artists were really blatant in your face, lazy about it. Six Nine's the perfect example. <laughs> I mean, he just, I, I, I mean, I, I'm calling him lazy. I did the same thing. We just talked about it. I picked <laughs> Chaz of the Dead. It's Shot of the Dead. Lazy as hell. I just ripped it off. I'm kind of funny, and I talk about you know dark subjects. I just ripped it off from a, a similar project. But Six Nine. That's, you know, 69ing was already a cultural yeah. icon, right? Everyone knows what that means. We don't have to get into it. Um, but that was already, you know, uh, an inside joke for everyone to enjoy. And so he kind of latched on to that in his own way. Again, he had that comedic aspect. He leaned in to being goofy and weird and funny looking and um, comedic. He had, you know, his music mediocre but his internet presence stellar i mean the content was great I, I don't know where he's gone we missed him this last year um but the internet content was hilarious and it kind of fit this this whole embracing of the symbolism using in these symbols to your um advantage and that's the essence of chaos magic um other artists i think x XXX Tentacion, he definitely had a, um, 
a higher, a, a deeper in-depth understanding of these occult ideas and started more into like entity work and shit like that where 6 9 stopped at the very base level of I'm going to take a symbol, I'm going to cover my body in that symbol, I'm going to become unanimous with that symbol and that will get me a certain level of popularity. And it did, it works. Um, magic works <laughs> is really the root of this, whether you're Damien Eccles or you're 6 9 these things tend to, again, the, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, and X even was talking about, you know, frequencies a lot. He he spoke about like, hey, if you we I'm changing frequencies to get to people and to actually get them to get into these certain levels. And, and with X, I think like uh his magic, like uh people more they really like he him dying, like people still are like are really a part of that. They feel like, oh man, he he really talked about really good shit. Like I really feel him, you know, like his music had a lot of like passion behind it. And it's even crazy because for his first songs like when he was locked up like his soundcloud it was like to me personally just being in music you're like man that mix down's horrible man like like the the sound quality was <laughs> yeah. just like really bad but uh -huh. people really vibed off that whole that's where kind of like that whole lo-fi era like really jumped off mm -hmm. it, it captured that essence yeah absolutely. i think uh i think that uh just going back a little bit um before the soundcloud rappers really blew up the romanticization of like Satan and hip hop really kind of started with like Jay-Z and like Kanye and some of those guys because they kind of brought that whole Baphomet imagery in and the new guys that came up like Lozy Vert and all those guys just found a different way to do it where it was like more attractive to the younger crowd because um, I just like all those guys what? were just going nuts with it on SoundCloud um, to a whole different level. Well, the, the Jay-Z and the Kanye symbolism is, is it's definitely of a, a lighter breed. I mean, it doesn't, when we, we say satanic, it's a very large umbrella of symbolism that gets thrown under there because evangelical Christians are uncomfortable with a lot of shit. <laughs> they pretty much will throw that label onto anything that, that makes them feel a little weird or horny or whatever. <laughs> um but uh, the you know Jay Z they do the whole Illuminati they've got you know this this symbolism they definitely use in their art um, but again a lot of that always tends to do with the the directors of those videos and of course um, all of those artists have a, a large uh, you know a a record label behind them they're they're a corporate uh, entity you know they're churning out music to meet a certain market. And that's to be played on 94.1 right. hip-hop, the radio station. They're going to fill it with, with words they're going to have to bleep out, but that's going to make you want to go look it up online, and that's going to get them extra views that way. And it's a whole cleverly thought-out scheme. Um, and sprinkling in a little bit of that symbolism is part of that. Um, but you, you saw that more hardcore symbolism, and it popped up in some of the the late 80s, um, 90s mixtape era where people were, again, selling mixtapes out of the back of their car and kind of uh, selling their music this way. And specifically in Memphis, um, which was one of the, the third part of my article uh, series, which actually popped up a couple years after I had written the first two articles. Um, 
And the the first article gets into this the use of chaos magic and in SoundCloud and modern hip hop. The the second one gets into the death of XX Temptation and the conspiracy. It gets fun. Um, but the third one was something I kind of stumbled upon in later research, and that was discovering, uh, ironically, it was on one of those, like, iceberg memes, you know, <laughs> where they're, like, yeah, yeah. surface-level uh, conspiracies and then, like, super deep conspiracies. And it was something, uh, I'm sure it was on 4chan or, or something similar, where I was like, all right, let's go, let's see if there's any of these I don't know. And... The Satanic Memphis mixtapes was one on the fucking deep in the iceberg. And I was like, okay, well, I haven't heard of that. What the <laughs> fuck's that all about? And it stuck out because I had already written about, you know, this kind of subject before. And in Memphis, you do have this, this um, scene where these, uh, you know, underground artists, no labels attached. They were, you know, recording and producing um, these mixtapes, the Ten Wanted Men. Um, and there was a mix of people in the Ten Wanted Men. The Little Ramses was one. Um, there was um, uh, Homies from Brazil, which was a trio inside of Ten Wanted Men. It was really this, this in-depth kind of um, uh, group, but it really was this origin of, like, murder rap. Like, this really heavy you know i'm gonna kill you fuck your bitch and <laughs> rob a bank and then smoke a blunt afterwards and you know fuck yeah you're, you're gonna hate me and i'm evil hell yeah it was this whole lean in and the the story was that um the famous west memphis three case um ironically tying back to damian eccles where already you have some magical stuff around that but for those who don't know off the top of their head, that was um, in West Memphis, Arkansas, where Memphis, Tennessee, right there on the border. Um, these three little boys were murdered in a very brutal fashion, um, horrible crime, gentle mutilation, which there's actually a debate. Some people say that mutilation was turtles biting afterwards. Um, but again, who's to say? But essentially, they threw in the three goth teenagers into prison for it. They were like, these guys listen to, ironically, metal albums, <laughs> and they're going, they're guilty, they're clearly evil. It was part of the, the satanic panic, which we're kind of revamping today. <laughs> um, but uh, I, and it's, I think it's very interesting that that revamping of the satanic panic is happening now alongside, again, this symbolism taking a new breath in music, which correlated directly with what happened back then in the 80s. Again, these kids were condemned because they wore black T-shirts and they listened to Metallica. But that was all it took for them to be labeled Satanists. And which is crazy because they... Metallica, like, you don't really think of, like, well, me personally, like, I wouldn't think, like, oh, man, Metallica, like, especially with all the music out there, that's not the <laughs> one that I would be like, oh, man. They're like, even though there's symbolism and everything, right? but, like, that's not the group that I would be like, hey, man, we got to watch out for that Metallica group, man. They're talking about that. Well, st I, I think it's, it's Led Zeppelin oh, yeah, is yeah. the one where supposedly if you play it backwards it's messages from the devil which is super <laughs> ironic because the the venn diagram of led zeppelin fans and like satanic 
like anti-satanic crusaders nowadays. It's almost a fucking circle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's pretty weird how that 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 shift. Hey, occurs. let me ask you a question, Chaz. <laughs> uh, you were talking about Memphis mm-hmm. uh, artists. Um, what about? Uh, what about like Three Six Mafia and like Little White and some of those guys that were coming up in Memphis? Because they seemed like they were almost just a commercialized version of what you said. Like they had some of those like some yeah, of those so, th- those aspects that you were talking about, but they were a little bit lighter, kind of like you were talking about Jay Z and them. Right. So, well, well, Three Six Mafia was the one that kind of took off mm. from that group. They weren't in that that same. Um, group but they were in that same era they were making that same kind of music and that was the again the rec- big record label was like um we we like this we like this sound but we only want one group we don't want to flood it with this heavy murder stuff we we realize that's a market we can mm. hit but we we'll take three three six mafia the rest of you can keep selling <laughs> your mixtapes um but but this lore because these mixtapes are fucking good. You can still find them on the internet, and there it's. It, I think that point needs to be reiterated. They slap. They're really fucking good mixtapes. Like today, you'll listen to them and you'll think it's yeah, some some artist on SoundCloud doing this this um, you know trying to hit this murder rap. But it, this shit was forty fucking years ago. Well. Yeah, shit. I guess it is the twenties, forty years ago. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely good shit to check out. Um, but the rumor was that, um, well, the end of the West Memphis Three stories, they didn't do it, and years later, it was proven that they didn't do it, and they were released. Um, but the story around these mixtapes is that it was this group of rappers who got together and killed these children and mm. committed a bunch of murders. And on eight of these mixtapes, the sound of the murder is mixed in. And if you play all eight of the mixtapes, it completes some kind of magic sigil where you can, you know, summon a demon and, like, make a deal with them or some shit like that, supposedly. Now, it doesn't work if you just play them off of YouTube. You have to have the original mm. mixtapes, which, of course, only a hundred of these were made, and you've got to find eight different ones <laughs> out of it. So it's essentially an impossible goal. Um, but it is a, a really fun story. Is there any evidence to say it's true? No. Other than, again, the themes of the music, the, the satanic imagery. The, when you listen to that, that mixtape, you're like, yeah. If they're living like they're rapping, then yeah, maybe they did sacrifice those boys. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's, it's creative expression. Um, but I would say a the, lot of the, the songs- highest, uh, the, the, the like, mainstream level of all that would be Bone Thugs, though. You know, they were talking about Ouija and Ouija mm-hmm. boards and, and Mo Murder, and, like, they really had this, like, it wasn't, like, in your face, necessarily, just, like, kind of sprinkled in. I think, like, a lot of the major artists, but I was gonna say uh, Three Six Mafia and Bone, which actually, ironically, had beef with each other because they both claimed that they stole each other's style, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, we rap past first, but remember, they were big on the Mr. Ouija, are you with me? Like, and they were really into this, like, occult, and there was even this whole 
whole thing where you know the 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 almost like the Marilyn Manson took out his rib to suck his dick. I don't know why that was like such a huge. Everybody like was talking about that in high school, but like, well, what we know about him now, maybe. But, but they were saying that Bone Thugs, you know, that was a they sold their soul. Like it was that was something that everybody would talk about when we were growing up. They would, oh yeah, Bone Thugs. I don't know even who started that whole rumor. Like there was no evidence based. They were just like, yeah, man, they sold their soul, and then the whole thing of Biggie was on one of their songs and Pac was on one of their songs and then he died and then there was the whole like lure of supposedly on the on the on the song with Pac that he's like he's alive he's alive like, oh man he's alive man like you know what I mean that that left the lure of Tupac like it was so much wrapped into it but I think Bone was really the the biggest mainstream at that point to kind of embrace this new satanic panic, which you're talking about now, which I think people are, which I will say, I think conservative Christians are the originators of cancel culture because it's so ironic because they get mad about it, but they're oh, yeah. the ones that kind of sure. push this on to people because they, that's what the whole satanic thing like why people have pentagrams in, in, in rock and stuff is because they're like alright well fuck you we can't have this now I'm gonna do it you know they, they kind of forced it into yeah. the music and and I think that was intentional but like I don't they don't see that they're like oh man it's terrible I'm like yeah but your your panic is what pushed people to go harder right. on this whole uh, the whole topic well it, it goes back even further you know when it, it, you talk about the original you know rock musicians and jazz musicians um God, I'm biffing on his name right now. It's on the tip of my tongue. But the guy, he went to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil. Johnny Cash. What was his name? Uh, No, no, no. um, No, no, no. Black dude. Long before Cash. Um, Man, they even, they did it on, uh, Uh, dang, what is his name? Jazz. But I I always thought it was ironic that, you know, when you look at the history of music, um, (laughs) the... Elvis stole the music, his music from black people, and then black people just got it from the devil. That's always the the explanation. Like, oh, he sold his soul. He made a deal. And <laughs> that's was how, it Robert Johnson? That's how jazz came about. Robert. Um, yeah, that, I think Robert that's Johnson. It. I, there was a Johnson in there. That sounds right. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and there, that archetype pops up again and again, even in like famous paranormal stories. You have the Axeman of New Orleans, who was supposedly a demon slash serial killer, and there were all these axe murders. And he wrote the paper and said, whoever doesn't play jazz music, the devil's music, will be axe murdered at this night. And the, the whole city played jazz music. <laughs> they were like, fuck it, you know, we're, we're doing it. Um, and, you know, it's always had this kind of association where the, the popular music, um, especially when it's with young people, with minorities, um, anything that represents these outsider communities, that that's the devil's work. <laughs> anything that's not about going to church, anything that's not creed, <laughs> creed. <laughs> is the fucking <laughs> devil's work. <laughs> And then there's always like the, the the playing the records backwards. I mean, I've never subscribed to that because doing music, I've played my music backwards. And if I told you it said something, that's going to be in your head and you're going to hear it. You're going to be like, yeah, you did say that. Like, and I'm like, no, like, right. like it's just never really fit for me personally. I just don't think, I think that was just one of those like uh, urban legends. Like that a lot of things, the pre-internet, you know, where people are like, man, you know, what's crazy, man. Like, or like in little Nicky, remember they were like, Hey, play, (laughs) play Chicago backwards. (laughs) He's like, you think that's crazy? I always think about, (laughs) 
I always think about the fucking Manson family and how all half of that shit came from the Beatles. Right, right. <laughs> Which, like, man, that's the music, like, you know, your dad buys you your Beatles album in fifth grade because it's like <laughs> fucking Yellow Submarine and shit, you know? And that was just the fucking culture back then. Even that was like radical where like these asses heads were like, yeah, man, the Beatles want us to kill the black people and take over the world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely wild. And again, it, it, it roots back to, in my opinion, it roots back to the, the fact that whether it's music or storytelling, there, there are things we experience so often every day, we don't even recognize it. But it is a very minor psychedelic experience, right? When you think of a, a song in your head or you, you picture uh, a story and, or an image in your mind, that's a hallucinization, right? You're, that's something you're generating chemically in your brain, an image that doesn't exist physically. And that experience you have when you listen to music. And so people have good trips and bad trips. <laughs> and so they'll take that piece of art that whether it's writing, music, or painting, and they'll interpret it in any way they want to. Once it's created, it's out there. Um, you know, and that's, that's a, a beautiful thing a lot of times, but other times it, it's not necessarily. You get some fucking Manson family that <laughs> once in a while and they'll take some shit. Way too fucking far. Hey, Chaz, let me ask you a question. You brought up the Beatles, um, and you were talking about chaos magic. How do you think that might, you know, correlate with them? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about them having Aleister Crowley on their uh, album cover. And, you know, I just want to know what you think about that, mm -hmm. too, even that far back. Because I'm assuming, you know, if we're talking about chaos magic, that would just, you know, that would incorporate all kinds of different styles of music, right? Right. And so I think the best way to, to, to explain that is to explain really the basis of yeah. chaos magic. Because it, it has this cool name. Sometimes it's spelled with a K. It looks really <laughs> fucking cool. One of those backward Q, G things. Um, but really, it is, it is the like level one mm. <laughs> magic. It's, it's observing these occult practices and finding which ones that personally work for you. And when I say it's level one, it's not to demean it, but it's more to say that it's necessary before you observe other occult practices. Because once you understand the, the tenets of chaos magic, once you understand finding which ritual practices and which symbolism and stuff works for you, then you can start it, it's the base step. It's step one. And then you start working with those symbols and furthering your, your you know, magical development. Um, but as it being that, chaos magic is essentially, yeah, any of these artists who embrace symbolism, and as, especially when they go for figures like Aleister Crowley or the devil or, you know, anything, whether, even if it's just like a, a chicken, like a, fur thong <laughs> riding a pterodactyl it, it, it generates this this image and it generates this this again this neural pathway that leads you down the experience um and again the artists you know whether you're making music or you're writing something you're you're intending it to be perceived this way you always want it to be perceived one way 
but that's now of course that's never the guarantee the end conclusion is is something that you you put out there and it's no longer in your mind it's in the shared neural network and what happens then is kind of beyond your control and a lot of people nowadays don't really understand that concept and that's why i think a, a big part of that cancel culture shit that goes on especially with you know music and artists and things like that where they you know they create a piece of art and it becomes interpreted this way and it, it, it ages poorly whatever it is and suddenly the artist is now that he's becomes this interpretation of a creation which is is insane you know right we people rap all the drake raps all the time about killing people does anyone here think degrassi <laughs> drake personally pulled the trigger no we're not again but people are going to interpret that and say oh well, he's a satanist then like he's not murdering people but he's promoting murder and then again they they can't separate the art from the artist. And that concept is really difficult. And it is, it's used as a cop-out a lot. Well, you should separate the art. And sometimes the art is meant to be offensive. Right. <laughs> so in those cases, we, you know, again, it's that conversation of interpretation that makes a lot of people uncomfortable today. And the real issue is you can't really have that conversation in 140 characters. And so right. that larger dialogue is fucking lost. There's no, there's no ability to hit that middle ground, at least on the internet. You know, when you have talk to people like we're doing, obviously you can be like, yeah, I get that. Or, you know, I kind of disagree and we could, understand right, each right. other but the social media almost of course feels intentionally designed to do that and it does it whether it's politics or music totally or agree. whatever you like there's there's a lot of infighting and the algorithm loves oh, it oh yeah but to go back to drake some would say that uh you know he's the one that put the hit out on x that's there's a you know a huge a huge <laughs> yep. you know like they break down the songs where they believe that he uh, i may or may not have written I may or may not have written a very red article about oh. that very subject. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a hold of that then. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually a pretty wild story. Um, it is pretty interesting. There's some some lines and some songs that are definitely seemed like, you know, referencing the XXX. Well, I know you guys murder. remember the uh, the guy that they said did it and he like blew up on Instagram over mm -hmm. them saying that yes. he Yes. Was it so Yes. Yeah, it was so crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he had like a video he put out right He's then gone. too, if you guys remember that. And it was like mm -hmm. And he was like, I didn't do it. Yeah. it <laughs> That's his soldier uh -huh. kid. Yeah. He's got <laughs> He's got Soldier Boy's name and yeah. Kodak Black's <laughs> he's, he's uh a very that the, the only reason he's famous is because people thought he right. killed X X X But um there there's some lines in some Drake songs like trade in Louis bags for mm -hmm. body bags and that's what was you know, stolen out of X's car when he was killed was a Louis bag full of cash. Um Again, 
Is that because he killed him, or is it just a lazy rhyme scheme? Yeah, yeah it's hard yeah. to say. <laughs> of course, uh, using um, using lyrics to condemn something, someone for something like that is as bad as the satanic panic. Yeah, with people, loosely you know? when they're so loosely, and and as well, like, the reason people really went behind is because the whole beef of when X was saying that he stole his flow, and then they're like, oh, see, he's calling him out, and and that 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 was well, the basis of what a lot of people thought, and, and and I do agree. Like, I don't think that like that he really like. I think it's a fun thing to go down and like to connect, but it's hard to connect lyrics because unless you literally go, yeah, I was there. At 715 like you know what I mean unless you're like, <laughs> right. like really being descriptive well, of what happened the more interesting part because you can spend a, like a good chunk of time analyzing lyrics and talking about that again I don't think that's convincing anyone. Yeah. The, the two bits of information that were pretty weird was first that a few months before he died um, X posted on Instagram saying at champagne poppy at Drake if I die, at Drake did it. I'm snitching right now. Right. <laughs> what he posted, yeah. black screen, nothing else. Um, so that was pretty bizarre. Um, and then, of course, you know, he made that music video, Sad, the last one he released before he died, where he's attending his own funeral. Yeah. That one is steeped in weird occult stuff, right? At the very beginning of the song, the, the video starts with him saying, you're... You're now a receiver for my occult message. I'm summoning this demon, Yekium, which he named his kid after. And yeah. Again, he was into some occult shit even deeper than I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do it because it's fun and it helps. It's a, a good process to, to use psychedelics with and, and things like that. He was like full blown, like I'm a summon a demon. <laughs> like he was really Alistair Crowley with it. He was going going deep into those kind of subjects, and that song reflected it. And again, it seems almost like a premonition. Like again, it's a, him attending his own funeral, and if he died shortly afterwards. Um, and then the other weird thing was in um, I think it's the sicko mode video um, with Drake and Travis Scott. Um, during the Drake verse, there's a very fast clip of, um, like, it's an animated, but it's clearly XXX with his black-white dreadlock, one of his classic iconic haircuts, which, again, he had that shit on lock, too. Uh, (laughs) But definitely with the the looks, the style, again, it's all part of it. Um, But... He uh, it, it shows that image of, of X getting hit with a meteor. and it, It's a pretty douche, douchey thing to put in a music video about a kid who just got shot. Um, and it's probably more of a like a flex on them thing. Um, I think more of a flex because they uh, even did that uh, with, with recently with Young Dolph. You know what I mean? They were doing it with Young Dolph's death. Like that, it, it, unfortunately, yeah. in the in the in <laughs> the hip hop community, we're very disrespectful at times. Like once you hate hey, somebody, no, I'm gonna say it right here. I I hope when I die, there's a bunch of other paranormal investigators that are like, yeah, rest in piss, fuck, fuck, Chaz. He was an asshole. That's how I'll know I've made it. No, that's for sure. Yeah, we the real when make fucking, it. The real make it in this world is uh, when they start calling you a shill in a, a CIA op. That's uh, when you know you really got. Hell yeah. <laughs> Zach Baggins <laughs> dancing on my grave. That's, that's what I'll know. I, I fucking did, I did something. It. 
<laughs> but um, I do think that like it goes back even further, like with with even like you know the uh, Jim Morrison with the ties of his father, and then like you know a lot of people believe uh, that guy Theodore wrote most of the songs of the Beatles, like where a lot of people thought intelligent agencies. I think that the crazy part is that, and, and sometimes I think I'm not saying the magic part isn't real or that it's not practiced. But I really think it's almost a cover for a lot of the ops that have been played through music because music is something that really juvenates the youth and gets people like, you know, to do stuff like, right. How do you get movement started? It's usually through music, you know, like you're 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 getting yeah, these lyrics and, started. Well, that's that's a well documented that the the especially in California, where a lot of these bands were blowing up um, around the Manson era because he was part of this. This mm -hmm. social club. Everyone forgets that he was best friends with the drummer from the Beach Boys. Um, and it was actually that guy's house where uh, Sharon Tate was living. And that's, he would have been murdered if it weren't for him moving a few months prior. Um, but that whole movement was getting LSD, government made LSD. And there's a lot of debate on whether that was intentionally done or if it was leaks things like that, um, but it, it was certainly, um, there was a guy just recently, he's been on Joe Rogan and stuff, who wrote a book mm -hmm. about how Manson was getting his LSD um, from this doctor um, who was treating all kinds of, of musicians and people at the time through this free clinic, but he was also working in MK Ultra, and he had all this documentation to, to prove it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's always been this discussion and it's a discussion we're going to continue to hear now with, you know, a lot more QAnon shit going <laughs> on where the counterculture is just part of the, the deep state. Anything that's not Jesus Christ oh, yeah, amen, yeah. or Lord and Savior is the deep state and the Satanists and they're working together to eat babies and you know, do all that shit. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I, I actually, I'm going to choose to look at this as a half full thing because, uh, they're going to label music that way, but you can't, you can't beat music. You know, that's the, the universal tongue, you know, people are going to keep listening to hip hop, whether or not it's seen as satanic because it's fucking good music. And if if you're if you're fighting against something like that i think your your movement's not going to be eternal it's not going to last um as long as you think and so maybe it is it's a blessing that we have satanism in our music because i think it'll help us in the future be a little more rational because i, I think as you find especially if you look at the actual church of satan and stuff most of it is just cheeky fuckers. They're not really yeah. <laughs> actually believing in Satan. They're more like atheists who are douchebags. It's more like a rebellion like thing, man. I, I see it more as a, like being yeah. a rebellion because you wanted to go against it. But I got to go with what Joel said a lot of times. Those people that kind of like push everything's like satanic, this and that's some rookie shit. You know what I mean? That's some like mm. you can't see through like you're just seeing one layer. There's deeper things like one interesting rabbit hole that I like to go down. I've gone. I haven't gone down in a while, but there's this YouTube page called the Tupac Hoax. I don't know if you guys ever like uh, seen that. And they really 
put together. They, it's really well put together, wh- whether it's real or that it's not. But like how they say Is that their thesis that he's alive. No, 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 no. <laughs> that he that he was okay. a, a, a portrayed because they talk about how he's a Gemini and he's the two split personalities and that he was the Messiah of hip hop that kind of ushered in this era of chaos like in and and uh, x's song sad is similar to uh i ain't mad at you where he kind of predicted his death and then the whole machiavelli play and how it dropped on easter the resurrection of christ like so they, they, it's really like you got to really go down it's tons well, of videos a lot of people like say but, that x was the Pac of you know that soundcloud sure. generation that was something that especially right when he died that was you know that age demographic that you know, they didn't know Pac, like, you know what I mean? So, like, that was to them, because yeah. of all the things that led up to it, he almost, you know, mirrored Pac in a lot of ways. Um, now, I'm not saying musically, mm. but for sure, the way that they kind of went about it. Well, his death certainly, again, kind of like Tupac, certified him in a certain aspect, right? We, we think, I often think about if Tupac was around today and he had put out, like, you know, a hundred albums, like 50 cent. <laughs> would he just be a TV personality now? Would we have that reverence? Um, and I, I don't know about Tupac cause the music's pretty damn good, but X I'm pretty sure we might've forgotten this kid if it weren't for his mm. tragic end. Um, the music's good. I mean, I well, still, the, I, so, I love the hard songs. But Sissy what makes it related, hard, what makes them relatable as well is like, because of, that's why they were calling him that duel with the Gemini thing, because, you know, you'd have come out like dear mama uh brenda's got a baby some really like when he first came out was really on some like social conscious shit and then he completely did a 180 and went on some hard uh gangster and 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 x was similar in that way where he would try to speak some like you know like some sense to people or some like hey this is like from the soul and then go flip it on some wild shit and and a, what a big th- uh, the theory was and i and growing up as being like a, a break dancer and really into hip-hop growing up when Tupac really switched to that whole gangster mentality at that time, there was a big movement like De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, like these groups that really had a positive feel of music and it got shut off. It completely got shut off because, you know, you had NWA and you still had rough people, but like they literally like cut it off and you no more were on MTV. It was strictly only like the hardcore gangster shit and it kept because then after that you got... Tupac, Bone Thugs, you know what I mean? Go And then you go down the list of where then it became kind of like not just gangster, but kind of gangster, partying, and, and they completely took out the conscious rapper. And, and and I do think that was intentional. And I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I don't I don't know if hey, it was just Jay money. Cole's still around. Yeah, but... Jay Cole's holding but compared it up. To, and uh, Killer Mike, come on. <laughs> I love Run the Jewels. Run, Run the Jewels is amazing, so... And I will say, oh, J. Yeah. Cole has the, the verse of the year, man. That that uh, song he did with uh, Benny the Butcher, that's definitely up for the verse of the year, man. That verse was killer. Well, um, that Benny the Butcher oh, album. I love, I love J. Cole. But you don't have as many groups as you had at that time. Like, you had DOS Effects. Like, I can go right. down the line, like, of where it was transitioning into this more grassroots type of, uh, of music. Like, you know what I mean? And then it kind of became corporate. Well... I think that's actually one of the reasons X struck a chord and still does strike a chord is because, you know, he he was spitting some messages and had some ideas, but he was really an angsty kid, and mm-hmm. that really hits. And it 
I think if there's an analogy, he's more of a Kurt Cobain. There you than go. A, a oh Tupac, yeah. Really. Where I would agree. He's capturing. He's capturing the 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 moment feelings of a generation mm -hmm. really and there's a lot of angry kids and they're embracing that music still they're making this this new genre of hip-hop and yeah it is i think gonna stay pretty well, you know there's a theory and it, because there's a theory of thought too that you know x was changing you know a lot in that last year like his mentality was changing he was actually becoming more positive and i wonder if there was you know some sort of pushback on that as well i mean i'm going down a couple conspiracy holes here but i'm just saying like it it seemed that he was trying to you know present a little more positivity than he had early on when he was, you know, getting a lot of fights and, you know, really just right. wilding out, having a lot of beefs and stuff like that because, you know... Uh, well, and I think that... Well, well, that's part of it because we... I think that, the, you know, this upcoming generation, I feel it too. It's a mixture of... Because you're raised, you know, wanting to save the environment and, and do what's best, but you're also inheriting a, a you know a, a society that essentially stands against all of those things and so you you have these conflicting altruistic like ideas but also that rage where yeah. you're mm. pissed off man like you want to you do want to see it it burn right to some degree cuz it's it's broken and it doesn't work and and so yeah having uh when you listen to like a playlist of x songs you do it it's so it doesn't flow together at all <laughs> yeah. because each song it's you know he kind of captures that bipolarness of this this upcoming generation the side effect of being raised on the internet right. you know of of being constantly blasted with this information of well here's how we create a perfect world and everything's bad because of these people or those people yeah. and it's it's again it's not how humans have ever existed before it's a new thing right and that music and even down to the sound that weird rough recording sound it, it in some way I, I can't describe it you know I, they should have sent a poet uh, <laughs> in some way it captures this this fucking essence and these guys are young, you know what I mean? Like, he died at 20, Pac died at 24, yeah. Kurt Cobain, you know what I mean? All these, like, so it's it's hard to really judge them at that point because, like, even, like, I would tell people during, like, the whole BLM, like, riots and stuff, and I would be like, let me just tell you. Like, right now I'm 39, but if I was 18 years old, 17 years old, uh, in 2020, when all these, I would have been right there probably being one of the guys burning shit down. Like, easily, I would have been drunk as fuck, <laughs> smoking with all my friends and we would have been like hey man we're going to the gucci store we're going to the it's it's just people forget what what it's like to be younger and i think that's some of the things that really hurts a lot of these artists because people did wild shit when they're young and then they get a family and they become older and they're like oh man these people are terrible and be like hey let's go back to what you were doing in high school yeah. oh were you doing fucked up shit too well oh, okay and mm -hmm. i think that's where people lose the touch of what's really going on with the with the world and that's why we're always at each other's throats because they're like oh it's the younger generation's right. fault and then the younger generation's oh it's because older generation and it's like no it's because we don't we have this disconnect and we don't understand that we were just once not too long ago in the same 
same shoes you were in. But now I, I'm forgot about that. And I'm like, oh, these piece of shit people. And, and I, t- I get into arguments all the time with people my age because I remember during all that stuff, everybody was like, oh, man, fucking, you don't even understand. And I'm like, dude, we would have been right there with the fucking keg. What are you talking about? Like, we were doing stupid Ooh, shit. Sean, it's just that we didn't have that right it's then. Like, and it's like Chaz said, you mix the internet in with that mm-hmm. right where it's, exactly. it's it literally mm-hmm. divides people even more down the line because you listen oh yeah the nobody biggest, the biggest lie we've ever been sold right and, the internet's yeah. to connect us yeah exactly <laughs> and you know the thing is what's, what's so fascinating and, and sean and i you know find that we talk about this all the time because we, we talk all the time on the phone anyway and and we don't agree about everything at all like there's times that he and i don't agree but you know like mm-hmm. We, we have a legitimate conversation. You know, we talk to people like, I don't have to think like you think. Oh, I don't have to. But if I can sit there and have like a legitimate conversation, understand where you're coming from. One, I'm probably going to walk away from it learning something. That's number one. So you, you got to You got to be open minded on that front. And number two, it's just that connectability like that in person or on the phone or whatever that just that connection with somebody and not this like twitter fingers and, and that's what's happening where people just hate each other for nothing like yeah. they hate each other over 10 words and that's what's kind of like happening now and it yeah. really is like uh, you said and yeah it's, it's really the twitter is the worst yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ahead, definitely, definitely the worst out of all of them, I would say, because you have so little characters and, and, uh, to work with, and then people are just on there just to talk shit, man. That's like all they do. Well, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, because <laughs> me you know, too. I'm on there with all the, the paranormal shit and like, God, the UFO skeptics. You have people who just you know don't know what they're talking about, telling like fighter pilots and stuff who are like, I saw a UFO. Like, no, you didn't. You saw a weather balloon. You know oh what you're, doing. you're bad at your job. I'm a computer programmer, so I know better. <laughs> and it's like, and, and here's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll put a snarky comment on a thing because, you know, I'm a fucking asshole, too. I, I, I play the game. And that will get people will see that. They'll like that. That'll get shared. But then, you know, recently I've, I've I started a petition to get this house recognized as a historic landmark. It's a famous house. It's got uh, built by a famous architect, UFO stories, ghost stories, all kinds of cool shit associated with it. It's on government land and it's fallen apart. No one knows who's in charge and it's this total failure of bureaucracy. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to get this petition out there and recognize algorithm hates it. Doesn't want to share it. No one sees it. No one fucking Cause it's positive, man. But when I call someone, <laughs> right, I call someone a twat. No, you, you got to rework it. You got to rework it. You got to be like, Hey, don't fucking try. Don't fucking sign this petition. You fucking don't anybody. Sign this <laughs> Fuck this petition. <laughs> You're going around it the wrong way, you know. You gotta, you gotta work the internet. You're right, man. But... <laughs> I haven't thought about that. <laughs> but I do think that 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 music is never gonna die, and and, and I think you're right, like, because we get pushback, like even people with me, like, in being in the conspiracy, and then, like I believe in God, and and to me personally, I don't really give a lot of power to to the devil, Satan. Like I don't have a specific religion. I just have what I think is 
I don't know if I'm right, but I just know that it works for me. You know what I mean? And I kind of just let everybody do their thing. But people will listen. I'm like, hey, man, I heard in your song you were talking. Well, yeah, I have talked about drugs in my songs. I ha- I've done them. So, like, I'm allowed to say that. You know what I mean? I-, I-, I do have, like, other people, like, or people make comparisons. I have friends that have said stuff about, like, Satan or this. And they're like, oh, man. Dude, he's just saying it's a song. Like, you don't understand how lyrics work. Like, people think, it's like marketing you said, too. your perception of it is not how it comes together. It's marketing, too, man. Like, First off, yeah. like, and you know how I feel, Sean. Like, I think some of these guys are involved, like, deep in the occult. And I think they sure. definitely are, like, totally, you know, feeding the beast. But uh, I do think that oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of it, but I would say maybe majority of it is marketing. They know what sells. They know what's going to, like, get them publicity. And it's part of that, too, though. Hell, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm on the cover of a magazine next month. And I'm holding a goat face, and it's like flaming. The artist did a great job. Looks cool as hell. But they sent it to me, and I was like, why did you edit the joint out of my mouth? Put, put the joint back <laughs> inside my mouth. Like, <laughs> there was this whole debate, and I got that the joints in my mouth. Nice. <laughs> and, um, and again, like... I am I am selling that occult image. It's part of my marketing, man. I, I'm tapping into a, a market, and it's it's authentic to who I am. I use these substances and conduct, you know, unconventional experiments, and as part of my research, you know, the the connections between the the psychedelic experience and shamanism and the paranormal are are mm-hmm. huge, and it's it's something worth researching. Um, that's why I use the mononym. It's just Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> fucking come at me, lawyers. <laughs> um, but <laughs> don't actually, please. Yeah, probably please. wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> 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 um, Redact. <laughs> but again, it's it's part of that. And that's that's one of those hip hop things. That's part of that new culture of of SoundCloud internet rap where yeah this is the the world we live in and it's one where we're policed um a lot and it's you know one thing we we have i think realized at least the younger generations have realized is that policing while it's definitely very heavily racially biased it, it still applies to all of us like there, there's a, a time and place where you'll be under the thumb where it's it's not impossible for them to to get you too, and you know the music and the art, whether it is psychedelic paranormal investigation or it's hip hop or it's metal or it's poetry, the art of this this uh, time period is reflecting that where it's um, it's you know it's kind of about saying fuck you i'm gonna do it anyways you know that's kind of the cornerstone of of what is so interesting and fascinating about a lot of the genres of music you know even the the older musicians you have the fucking little wayne metal album (laughs) or punk rock album whatever you want to call that Um, it's still it's an attempt (laughs) Um, and it's again where the the genre defining shit where you have to live up to these specific stereotypes i'm a big young thug fan he likes wearing his dresses and doing weird shit hell yeah man fucking it's reality is a is a playground and you gotta fucking fuck with it if you're really going to experience it and that's uh i think really 
the the message of of a lot of this new music. And, but the weird you know, part about it is we're in a time where like, okay, so in one sense, like this is for me personally, this is the weird part. On one sense, they're like, yeah, fuck the system. We're against the system. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. Like I've been talking about a police state for a long time, you know, and like uh, uh, what, what what that it entails. Like there's a lot of things that that goes, goes into that. But then you got them going, yeah, but now you got to take the jab. Like it's like, wait, 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 that, that government is a government agency as well as that government agency. And it's like. Oh, this yeah. weird paradigm like the left is like oh we like this government agency but we don't like this one and the right's like we like these government agencies we and, we like and those, I'm like bro yeah. oh, wow. I thought we were against all of them like what happened it's we were supposed designed, to get all of yeah, them it's, it's designed hypocrisy it's you know if you're if you're the left you want you know everyone to take a vaccine um, if you're the right, you want no women to have abortions. Yeah. You're both arguing the same issue, though, body autonomy. What, mm -hmm. what can people oh do with God, their body? Oh, my God, yes. Thank you. And so you've, you've gotten people to agree on both on the issue of, well, the government can decide, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's about women having abortions or about you taking a vaccine, the government decides. Go. It's the same issue with policing, right? The, the right loves the police. Oh, but now they hate the FBI. Right, right. <laughs> they hate the Capitol. Yeah. And so, again, it's this designed hypocrisy, which it it plays into media and it plays into these things, but it, it doesn't play to the people. When you really talk to people under 50, I'm, gonna say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all, I'm not going to throw all people over 50 under the, the bus, but for the most part, it's the people under 50 we'll be able to talk about those issues and have some kind of rational like conversation but we're we're definitely losing a lot of mm -hmm. that and um when it comes back to though that that freedom of expression and this this type of music and things like that and people always say oh well there's that occult symbolism we need to remember that the occult symbolism occult secret societies secret schools witchcraft that was freedom of expression back in the day back in the day when b expressing yourself could get you burned at the stake or hung mm -hmm. and so it's only natural that those symbols bleed into that kind of shit when people are like oh they've got you know pentagrams in their shit well fucking a pentagram used to be mean you were cool back in the day why wouldn't it still mean that today you know what i mean it's uh, natural for for art to be based on previous art and when you have you know hundreds of years of repressed art being labeled as occult or satanic it's gonna continue to to pervade and you're going to push people into those levels like uh, we had I had esoteric Eddie on a few back. We had him recently and that will be dropping soon. But the one that I had and he broke down like uh, the Illuminati, the start of the Illuminati. And, you know, people really think of it like all oh, this, all the occult stuff. But really, it was against the Jesuits, like the Jesuits at the time were like in charge. And so the, the church ruled and the church ruled with an iron fist. And, and they were one a back alley bar group that was just like, hey, we're against the system, like all yeah. these group started out going against the system yeah right. you know what <laughs> so it's like so ironic and to what you yeah, no, Sorry, no worries what you were saying sean but what always tends always happens right to anything good bad always infiltrates it and it turns it into 
not what it intent, what it started out or what it was intended to be. And that and I would say that sure. on all fronts, like with on both sides. And I think what you just said earlier, Chaz, too, about the hypocrisy, um, I think that plays into both angles. Because mm-hmm. if they can if they can infiltrate both sides and then you could just play them against each other, that's the ultimate game. I mean, you never, you never, you know, you're always seeking the truth. You're always trying to find out what's going on. And I think that's, you're right, Sean. I was just piggybacking off what you said, though, about. It's also the power that you put into it. Like, like a pentagram means nothing to me. I don't care if someone wears a pentagram. It's not going to kill me. Like, but people put, like, you know what Mm. I'm saying? I think that's also the thing is people put so much power into these symbols. That's your fault. Don't give it power then. Like, don't, if, if you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Like, and I think that's the problem. Like, people are like, oh, man, that's guy got, well, go talk to him, man. I've seen a lot of those. Like you said, a lot of those Satanists, like, they're just like, yeah, they're just like, usually, no offense, but a lot of the Satanists are nerdish. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, guys, you know, like, and they're not some, like, oh, like oh, yeah, summoning definitely. a devil. Like, you're just like, he's like, yeah, I just fucking fuck the system, man. Like, you right. know what I mean? That's usually what it is. Uh-huh. And if you go talk to them and have a conversation with them, it's almost the same thing that people have when they see, like, somebody that is perceived as a gang member. Like, me, how I dressed most of my life, people were like, oh, man, he wears jerseys, he wears hats. Like, you know what I mean? Cops pull you over. Like, you are you get this certain characteristics of where people think put you in this box. And you're like, but you don't even know me. You haven't even talked to me. You have no idea what type of person I am. And that's the problem is we put people in boxes and we're like, oh, they got that upside down cross. He's forever bad. Now, and I understand that people, you know, are very religious and, and they see some of it as blasphemy. But then you go, hey. I'm not going to pay attention to that. You're giving it power by making this big ordeal of saying like, oh, what do you think that's going to do? It's going to create more of that. If you want to oppose it, go create something opposite of it that people may follow. But no, instead you're like, yeah, don't do that. What is the human nature? When you tell us don't do that, we're like, you know what? I'm going to touch this hot stove. Even though I know I might get hurt. They keep telling me no. So I'm going to see what's up with it. (laughs) Hell yeah. And that's how we we explore the globe and shit. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I 100% on board with all of that. I think the the policing of man is the one true fucking crime. You know what I mean? Where this, this government system, the trying to dictate, you know, who does what. It it just leads to shit being fucked up. And again, it's. I really try, especially in the paranormal field, to avoid the good versus evil mm-hmm. kind of imagery. Um, in particular, when I'm investigating the paranormal, because it, it's held it back for so long, right? Anything mildly spooky is a fucking demon. It's still dictated by that stupid religious archetype that, you know, something physical is occurring. Things are happening. Things are moving on their own. People are seeing UFOs. They leave scorch marks. Bigfoot leaves footprints. He throws rocks at at houses. Physical things are occurring. Something's going on, but it immediately goes to this religious bend and it loses all sense of, of, you know, rationality. And so I try to avoid the, is it evil? Is it good? And really look at nature through a a different lens and occultism is a good way to do that i personally like the discordian lens and that's the idea uh, one of the symbols they have it's it's basically uh a pseudo philosophy started by a bunch of acid heads in the 60s and 70s um, so it might all be a psyop i couldn't <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo. The idea. <laughs> the idea is that one of the main symbols it is, you know, your yin yang, but the circles on the inside are replaced with um, a pentagon on one side, and that represents order. That's your golden ratio, right? There's these things throughout nature. There's a interminate order, right? The earth spins in 24 hours. The moon rises, the sun sets. There's this order. And then on the other end of it is the golden apple, replaces the other dot. And that's from um, Greek mythology. That's Eris, the goddess of chaos. She tossed the golden apple into the party of the gods because they didn't invite her because she's, you know, she's the goddess of chaos. She fucks shit up. She's kind of a bitch. So she tossed this apple over the wall and made all the goddesses fight over it. And it eventually led to the Battle of Troy on Earth. It's this, you know, classic, mm -hmm. classical Greek epic. Um, and so that represents chaos. And that is, that it's chaos. You know, it's when fucking people get struck by lightning, when things happen seemingly randomly. Everyone recognizes chaos in this, um, you know, world, right? Things happen to good, bad things happen to good people. There's these un determinable aspects of reality. You can never know for sure what's going to happen. Um, and so chaos is the other aspect of this reality. You have order, you have chaos. And it's part of being a Discordian is recognizing that that's not substitutes for good and evil. Um, the Pentagon is a pretty important symbol. It represents order. But it also, to any American citizen, <laughs> represents something else, right? When you think of the Pentagon, you don't think of, oh, good. It's good that they're looking out for us, <laughs> yeah. keeping order, right? right? Yeah. It, it, you think of drone strikes. You think of atrocities. You think of it's uh, an element of order that's gone chaotic. People are signing doc. You have lawyers sitting in windowless offices signing documents that decide whether this party of people gets blown up in a, a country on the other side of the globe. That is a level of order that is clearly not good. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you have chaotical things where every once in a while, you know, a shitty person dies. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. It's great. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things. Oh, he has a family. Uh, no, when Hitler died, it was good. Whether he died <laughs> A free man in Argentina or <laughs> in that yeah. bunker. Whenever he died, it was a good thing, right? Um, so you have elements of chaos that, that straighten out things like that. You know, every once in a while, the other day I found $11 on the sidewalk. <laughs> Fuck, that was pretty good for me. Again, these things don't represent good or evil, but they represent this, this duality of... Um, reality and a lot of people tag on good and evil, you know, vision that lends on top of these these things. But um, I think when it it comes to you know general life, it leads to being a lot more empathetic to understanding what people are thinking and going through. When you realize that, well, they believe this because they were either raised to some system of order, they were educated to believe it, or they had some experiences, some system of chaos <laughs> that has led them to believe this. And so it, it leads you not to believe that, oh, well, just because they're an evangelical Christian, they're 
some irredeemable douchebag. And again, I'm guilty of that one too. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I'm preaching really good here, but I want to admit that I'm not as good as I speak. I'm guilty of all this shit. But I try my best to remind myself that, you know, these people, there's elements of nature that are beyond our understanding and certainly beyond a lot of people's understanding. Um, and that's not anyone's, it's, you know, it's part of this cosmic game we're all playing. It's not good or bad. It's what it is. <laughs> I think it comes from perspective as well. I think people lose that. Uh, your perspective is everything. That's why like your certain experiences in life, that's going to give you a different perspective. And when you're not able to see other perspectives in life, you only see everything through one lens instead of this multitude of what it could be. Cause your perspective of chaos could be, you know, more chaos is like, Hey, we're all living free. Like when, uh, an example I use a lot is anarchy, right? People are like, Oh man, anarchy, man. That means we're all no anarchy. I always tell people it means i don't have to have a fishing license you know what i mean that's how i look at it as you look at it as like the world's burning down i look at like i don't have to pay these taxes i don't have to worry about speed limit oh well everybody's gonna die if there's no speed limit and and really it's funny because most people don't know the reason speed limits were created was because of uh during a gas crisis and they were like hey let's uh make these speed limits so people won't waste their gas as much all these little laws and and to me that to somebody else their their perspective that's chaos they need that order and i think that's what it comes to perspective is what do you really see and um, unfortunately a lot of people are very one-sided and can only see one way and they refuse to try to look other ways and not have even conversations with people and have a genuine open mind and be like hey i don't know what you're saying right now but i'll listen and and i'll let it try to resonate with me automatically they're like you're the devil you're wrong get the fuck out oh yeah absolutely (laughs) and you know the the instinct is to lean in with that kind of shit because you know i I tend not to get too political, but we're getting there. So I'm going to get a little bit. I'm I'm 100% an anarchist, but not like the cool, like throw the gas canister back at the police at the BLM anarchist. I'm like the black army, Ukrainian, Catalonian anarchist. Heavily (laughs) armed unions is the key to anarchy. Like the political, I get very, it's, it's dense and people are just are like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking talk to you. And that's partly by design. That's kind of why I like being that kind of (laughs) anarchist because, but you're right. It's the idea that, you know, someone should tell someone else how to live is clearly a ludicrous concept. When you break it down to that base level, everyone's like, well, yeah, that shouldn't happen. But we still all, you know, participate in government and participate in laws and stuff. And it's essentially at gunpoint, right? That's the threat. They'll come and throw you in a place against your will because they have the gun and you don't. And, society will come after you even if you do get your own gun and try to fight back we'll just you know destroy you won't, you can't travel anymore there's no hope it's you you're a wild man or you're going to prison and it's it's a you know they talk about the social contract but it's not a social contract it's a social hostage situation <laughs> and we're the fucking hostage <laughs> and so it, it's really you know you can get into the specifics of which party this, which party that. And the, the simplicity is just stop fucking with people. Just stop, you know, <laughs> right? And I, 
here's the thing. I'm an anarchist. I believe the government should go away. Heavily armed unions should dictate what occurs. Um, but I'm rational. I'll have the – well, you can find a middle ground. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. I'll, I'm with right. you on that. I, I don't that, – I'm not all for that. We can find somewhere in between. If we have to get and, there, then we have to yeah. go – like if you don't want to be a meet in the middle. Like for instance, even like with like a lot of the issues, like people like get mad at me. Like so uh, when they first started following me, people would be like, yeah, he's against the mass. He's against the jabs. And then they got mad because I'm not really for the police. And people were like, oh, whoa, man. Like if I like – Pull the rug out under them and I'm like, hey man, it's not my fault you haven't been listening to the podcast or you don't you just seen a couple posts, you know, that's that's on you, hey, man. Sean, and it <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kinda like it's kinda like Sean said too, because uh we were talking about TikTok earlier, and part of the reason that I left there was because I was creating this echo chamber of a bunch of Trumpers. Because like I would say stuff about Joe Biden, but they didn't realize like I would bash him just as much and then they would get in a huge tizzy and be like, Oh, yeah. what, what are you talking about? We're like, nah, motherfucker, like I'm just against the fucking system. That has nothing to do with like, right. like they're mad Joe at Biden. You for being- <laughs> logically consistent because like yeah i'm against and and i'm against the government saying women can't get abortions because i don't think the government should tell you what to tell anything right Right. they should have zero say in any of that shit that it's that simple and that that concept and people get upset they get upset about your consistency they want you to make those those little concessions (laughs) They want they you to do. play the little chess game. They want to pretend like they're, you know, fighting for the presidency, <laughs> yeah. just right. like Donald Trump is. And it's a right. fucking lie. That's not the no. The, the, the goal is continuing. What we've established through the COVID era and through the overturning of Roe v. Wade is that your body doesn't belong to you mm-hmm. anymore. The to government you. is going to determine mm-hmm. what you're going to do with it, whether you're a conservative or a liberal, whether we have to trick you into it or force you into yeah. it. We're going to do it. That's, the <laughs> well, That's true. I used to always say about uh, the Democrats and Republicans, I was like, uh, a Republican will strong arm you like in your face, put a gun to your face, and a liberal, uh, a Democrat will will just steal behind your back. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's just one sneakier about it. That's all the, the only difference. Very, it's again, we're getting a little political for my taste. Again, I'm not qualified to talk about politics, I'm qualified to talk about UFOs. Caveat on all of this, Uh, but but, um, it's it's fucking insane. The Democrats are giving a bunch of money to Trump backed Republicans because they think it'll be easier to beat Trump Republicans than it will be the third. That are playing chess with our our legal systems, our laws, yeah. our taxes. They're playing these super petty little nitpicky games because, again, they're not the smartest people. The smartest people in our country go to the corporate sector and make yeah. money. These guys <laughs> mm-hmm. are the second cut rate backwashers. There's some rich kids. <laughs> yeah, there's some rich kids, right? They're the B league at best. <laughs> yeah, they're just someone's kid 
someone's daughter who owned a pizza company or whatever, and they're now they get to dictate. They get to go to Washington and and have meetings and dinners and fuck with our health care. <laughs> and then yeah. Again, it's a system that, you know, isn't compatible. It's not something that's going to last long. It didn't last long for the royals yeah. back in the day. <laughs> it's not going to last long for. But the ironic uh, part is our, that, like, they play this game and then they turn around on people like us where we talk about Bigfoot or UFOs and we're the crazy ones, even though we can physically show evidence and stuff like that. But we're the insane ones while you're playing this insane game. And I think that's that's wild to me because, like you were saying, there's tons of evidence. Evidence of out there like physical evidence it's not just and there's so many accounts of people that say hey like at some point you can't say like hey man they're all lying they're all lying man they didn't see a ufo like and like you said like literally like whether what is it we don't know but when you put this evil tag on it or 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 this uh branding of you can't oh it's taboo we can't look into it anymore now we're never going to figure out what it is now we've stopped uh, all the investigations oh, well, we we this is something i was talking about on a, a ufo themed show um, recently that we've missed everyone talks about oh if they landed on the white house lawn and they like came out like that's what we need for people to to accept we've missed that point it's too late they've missed that window to do it because even if that happened tomorrow you'd have fucking people going on fox news saying it's a deep fake yeah it's yeah, not yeah. real <laughs> the, the, the democrats are tricking you with their hologram <laughs> technology and it would instantly become just this this what do you believe kind of argument uh, and we've we've successfully made reality malleable we're we're going to ignore facts and accept what we want to accept and that's always kind of been the case um, but before you didn't have the echo chambers of the internet before yeah. you at least had to the, the overall echo chamber of society where everyone kind of had to get along where now I don't have to get along with anyone. I can come home, go on the internet and I can talk to people who will fucking stroke me off in all nine ways till Sunday. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, I'm set and then I can go back out for the rest of the day and be an asshole to everyone there and then come back and have my beautiful little little echo chamber or even split and, personality you can go in there and have everybody pat you on the back or then go other, and then you go hey I love you guys and then go into your other account and be like man fuck it you know what I mean you can cause this, <laughs> this whole duality yourself on the internet at the same time <laughs> you know that actually is the second good marketing idea he's brought up to that the algorithm just, loves the hate it does yeah there you, you get another account and that that just attacks uh, you all the time and then 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 make another account that defends you <laughs> and then have the other account that defends you and have them constantly on the thread and you're like hey what's going on guys i'm just here like <laughs> you right. gotta create the whole thing. i think you might be on to something i'm taking notes <laughs> But yeah, man, I really appreciate you coming on, man, and just cutting loose and like being able to like just talk about a, but a variety of things because I really enjoy like uh, uh, the like the stuff I have heard of you that you have a wide range of you're not just stuck in a box. And I really like the whole aspect because we're we're like we consider ourselves news, paranormal conspiracies. We try to like talk about it all because these are the taboo subjects that everybody's scared of. It's like, why? Like, you know, it's something that we got to bring to light. And, and like I said, I really appreciate you come on before we get off here. 
here, though. Can you again tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and get your stuff so that they because I think you had a lot of information that people need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. You can um, find me on all the social media platforms at Chaz of the Dead. Um, I have Chaz of the Dead dot com is where you can go to find all my articles, podcast appearances, um, links to my Patreon and my books. I got a couple out there, um, new one out just this month about a strange case here in Florida involving some UFOs in that haunted house I was talking about. Um, and yeah, check that out. The bets petition change.org slash um, bets, save the bets house. Um, you can find a link to that on my website as well. Um, save a piece of spooky history. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I'm about. I do weird kind of stuff, weird houses, investigations. My first book was in Chile I like to go all over the world and look into these weird subjects and explore things that um, are a little controversial, but definitely important um, as we continue to evolve into this strange future. Yeah, and I will have all that in the show notes. You know, just you'll check down the show notes. Go to all the Chaz of the Dead. That's really easy too. I mean, it's Chaz of the Dead. It's not. If you can't remember that, I don't know what to tell you, man. You should be able to remember. No that. <laughs> but, but, but don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, leave us five star review to kill the monkey birds just for the hell of it. You know what I mean? Or even leave a hate, leave a hate remark. We like those as well. Call us right. CIA the agents. Algorithm likes that better. You know, leave five stars, but say something rude as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it really pushes us out there. And you can follow us at Operation Kill the Mockingbirds on Instagram. And you can follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds on Telegram. And Joel, where can everybody find you? Uh, Van Tesla Music. You can find me Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. Um, also, I've been taking notes. And I figured out a new way that I'm going to get Jen Saki's attention. Chaos Magic. That is how I'm going to get her finally I, I really feel like that Chaz came on here for that reason because I'm so close. I got a little bit closer this past week and our soulless ginger love is so close to finally mating and and I feel like the chaos magic was the piece. The last piece how, how much the do you know about how much do you know about sigils? I don't know a lot about them, but we're gonna okay. get a Second million question. of them. <laughs> Second question: How how many? How comfortable are you with coming on pieces of paper? <laughs> for Jinsaki, for Jinsaki, a lot. <laughs> if you're down, I got some magic rituals for you. <laughs> yeah. And you know how we do it here: wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Are we out?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 